You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Lushan Hara that's already in a newspaper. Could you tell someone about it if they, they're saying Lushan Hara about a certain person, whether it's a Rav or a regular person? Could you say, well, look, it's already in the newspapers. That's not Lushan Hara anymore. So he writes here, People think that if everybody knows about it, you can tell anyone. For example, if, if, if there was a write-up in the newspaper about someone, you could say, yeah, it was in the papers. Okay, I'm going to mention the person's names that everybody knows about. It. Let's say you talk about, um, did you hear what this guy Tischler, what happened to him? He was arrested. and, and he, right? Okay, well, obviously there's a whole big discussion about what, what really happened there. Maybe it wouldn't be wrong for me to, to tell that because it's already been in the papers and the news. Um, but he says it's not simple. Um, because in order to really be mocked there, for me to tell someone else, if that person doesn't know about it, you have to understand this. A lot of things have to line up. First of all, even if it's something that people know about and it's written in the newspaper, if the other person you're talking to doesn't necessarily read the paper and doesn't know about it. Um, is it still Lashon Hara? Some say when they learned the Sefer Chafetz Chaim that there wouldn't be Lashon Hara. Why? As Rav Nisan Karelitz explains, because the way the Rambam learns the uh, Sugi of Api Tlosa, because according to the Rambam, since it's already in the public domain, you aren't over the Yisra. Okay, so according to the Rambam, it might be mutter, and it's a suffix daraisa possibly. So according to the Rambam, it might be mutter to tell someone, even though that person doesn't read the paper. But that would, even according to the Rambam, that it might be mutter, that it could be mutter according to Rav Karelitz, that's only if you, ha- it, you know, you happen to say it. It's not like you make it your business to do that. Um, and also, the person you're telling it to if he would actually betmimus, he never looks at the paper. He doesn't listen to the radio. Doesn't doesn't have it. Doesn't have access to the internet. But if you you have to you, if you think the person's going to believe what you're saying, it's also um, you have it, it would only be mutter to uh, say it to, to someone who you you think probably is not going to believe it anyway. Also, what you have to be careful about is not adding anything. Even according to the Rambam that's already in the paper, you can't like make a little laugh about it. You can't like like uh, indicate, hey, you see, uh, can you imagine what happened to that guy? Yeah, it's not the first time. So you can't add your own little knech and your own little smile uh, to it. So even if it's in the paper, it, it, it generally would be also even if you were telling it to, telling it to someone. Now, um, Question. Yes. Good evening, by the way. I'm sorry. Good evening, sure. Uh, if somebody was convicted publicly, there was a trial, he was found guilty. Yes. Are you allowed to announce it without adding anything extra? Or it's. Uh, so it, it has it, to. Uh, this gets into. It's good not just point. public knowledge, but he was convicted and, you know, guilty, guilty, whatever, whatever it was. 
Okay, so let, let's assume, let's say, a certain Rav in Eretz Yisrael that I have no con- connection to. was uh, Not really. He's not in my town. Mm-hmm. And now I find out that he's now been convicted for money laundering. For example. Something like that. Yeah. What is there to be gained, Dr. Kogan, even though it's in the paper, and according to the Rambam, it might be Mutter, what's there to be gained by me knowing this, right? I, I, I think that if it's money laundry or maybe, let's say, Ponzi scheme, right? That might be a... Okay, so that you'd have to, you're stretching yeah, it now. Depends. It right, depends, like, right? Right, right, if I am not connected to that person, it's like, in other words, if you hear that I became... Uh, that I was making a call to that person or that I was going for a bracha to him or I wanted to go give that person money. Like, and I said to you, oh, there's a tzaddik that I know that I send money to. And you say, yes, who is that person? And it happens to be someone you know was convicted of a crime. So then you're telling me to help me. But just because it's in the public record and it's it, it, it's in, this, in, the, in the person's doing prison, there's no heter to say it. Okay, so so that 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 is the that is in terms of Hilchos Lashon Hara. Um, now let's go to the uh, the the halacha of today in terms of Shulchan Aruch. Tavar Muksa Munach B'Mokam Shaholchan Bayrabin. We talked about Lutayelas and Lashon Hara. How about a Tavar Muksa? For example, some broken glass. Or you might have some uh, other sorts of uh, sharp instruments. So, according to Aloha, Mutter Letaltalo Menaslasalkomishom. You're allowed to pick them up and move them. And even if you can, even if it means moving them less than Daladamas and stopping, and less than Daladamas and stopping. So there's two Averas over here. There's, there's the Avera of Muktza and the Avera of Havara Pachos Midaladamas. Both of those things are rabbinically outlawed for most items. An item which is Muktza, you're not supposed to move. In Rosh Hashanah, you're not supposed to carry anything even less than four Amas and then put it down because people aren't so careful. If the item involved, however, is something that you think might injure someone, then you have a right to openly move it. However, let's say there aren't that many people there. Okay, it's not Rosh Hashanah, but it's on the table. Um, the Mishnabura says that it seems like there's a machlekes here best to just move it not in a direct way, tiltum minatsad. What about um a dover muksa shaolazik ach einazeko motsui kagon chatichas eitz chada? A sharp stick. It's not broken glass, it's not thorns, but you could see that if someone's not looking, he could step on that sharp stick. There, the Mishabura says you should do tiltul minatzad for a similar reason. It isn't such hezek motzi. So that is the halachos of, of, of moving things that are mukta hezek motzi. Mutter mukta nefesh. 
You could also move things that normally mukta if it's for sake of alkol nefesh lachain muter v'dugma v'talta dar mukta hamafri v'amodes silim al gabe akirayim. Okay, there's a mukta item that's stopping me from putting my pots onto the oven easily. So I can take that mukta item and pick it up and move it. I can't. I don't have to. I don't have to make myself uh, bent out of shape in order to put the 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 um, the everything on the fire. Or I can normally. I have to. If, I, if there's bones and other stuff on the table, I, I shake the table. I don't take them off directly. If it's oh, if it's on yontiv, and even though this is not about cooking, but your eating needs are so strong, it pushes away the normal din of muktzah. So again, on Shabbos, you have to shake the table or pick it up in Atzad um, uh, if you don't need that spot. When it comes to Yontif, we are more matir muktzah, and we allow you to actually move the bones openly, even if, even if you're not, because it's ochel nefesh. Um, Here's another example. The noy sukkah fall on the table on the first day of sukkahs. Something falls on the table, even though normally it's muktza because you're, it's, you're, it's muktza le mitzvah. Because anything you make part of the sukkah decorations is considered muktza le isur. If it falls, you're allowed to pick it up and move it normally on yontif, not on Shabbos though. What about if a person has a wallet and in that wallet is his key to the um, the uh, the pantry. So you're allowed to to pick up the wallet normally and take the key out. So why? Because it's ochel nefesh, and therefore, and even though you're not cooking anything at all, but the same way ochel nefesh allows you to cook, it gives you a much easier path when it comes to muksa. Okay, what about, if that's true, what about something that somebody cut today on Yontif? What about a food that was, that was, that was, that was not, that was still growing or still on the tree, air of Yontif, and now it comes, it, it, you cut it. So there, Muksa, we don't allow it because of Okol Nefesh. Achilas Michael Shu Muktzakagom Prish and Niktaf Me'aitz Biyontif, Asura. Because there, <laughs> Muktza cannot be matir, so Echol Nefesh can't be matir something to actually, uh, for so, uh, a Michael Muktza can't, because it's considered more Chomer. Eating something that's Muktza is the most Chomer type of Muktza. There's, touching it is, de- is usually not Osir. Moving it is what Muktza is about. Eating it is a more Chomer Muktza. So even eating it, as we said, that eating it, which is the most chomer type of muktzah, they are ochel nefesh. They chachamim hamidu divrayim, and they said you're not allowed to eat it, even if you want to. Um, we talked about this in our uh, other uh, shiurim before, when we talked about the the dinim of mitoch. You might remember. Um, can you do malacha for a goy? And as we saw in the bir halacha. Um, a goy might be worse. And, or, for the sake of animals, might be worse. 
So therefore, any of the terms we saw before don't apply. Um, there are Rashitas Rishonim that hold you can. Uh, we talked about that. Um, and because it says, even though it says, it says, Hulavado, Yasalachem. So since it says, I'm sorry, since it says, Lachol Nefesh, Kol Nefesh includes a goy or an animal. Those are also included in Kol Nefesh. Even though it says Lachem, which seems to exclude Goyim, but it does say Yeyachel Lachol Nefesh. And that's something we didn't say a couple of days ago. There you see a heter to actually do Melechas Ochel Nefesh, at least from the Torah, according to this. Um, it could be the Rabbanon made it also. But according to this Shita, Menat Torah, you could cook for a goy or for an animal uh, on Yantif. Okay? Um, let's do one more thing here. Um, this is a question here about Ofot uh, Zarim so you have your own shovach you have your own bird house and some strange birds have started to land there now there's other people who have their own private bird houses you can't say oh they're hefker they're probably not hefker they probably flew in again that's what birds do birds uh, come at night, they fly around during the day. Since another person already built a dovecote or a, or a building that the birds go to, the fact that they're flying by you doesn't mean you owe them. And therefore, it's an Iser Gezo Daraisa. Um, now, if not only can't, uh, now there's an Iser Gezo, and you obviously can't shech them because they're Muktzah, and Ochel Nefesh isn't going to, it, it might be your stealing. So Ochel Nefesh isn't going to help you with this. Now, what about if the people in the, you're the only Jew there and the other dovecotes, the other uh, birdhouses are owned by Goyim? So something that a Goy owns doesn't have an Isra Muktza. Kivin Shadavar Shaykh Goy Enbo Isra Muktza. Um, so even though it might not be muktza, but it's still might it's still called stealing. It belongs to a guy. So that is what was in Shulchan Aruch and Tav Zion, and that's. Some- Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.